Rise and shine, baseball fans! It's time once again for a fresh dose of Major League Baseball analysis with the newest community in the game. Bringing together fans from all around the world from their broadcast headquarters in beautiful Southern California, it's Kenny. If what happened this week is any indication, I think we are in for one of the most wild and extravagant off-seasons maybe in baseball history. It's Nika. And you can see his impact already on the younger generations of kids. They all say, I want to be like Shohei. I want to do two-way baseball the way Shohei does. This is the Kanika Baseball Podcast. Yes, and we are back once again with a fresh Black Friday episode of the Kanika Baseball Podcast. And I am once again, as always, joined by my lovely co-host and beautiful wife, Nika. Good morning, Nika. Good morning, Kenny. Wow, you're so uh, even killed today. Happy Black Friday. What are you uh, What are you shopping for over there this morning, girl? I'm not shopping. What? <laughs> I don't believe it. I was looking at some shoes for you. Yeah, no kidding. For you, though. Oh, okay. That's cool. I wish I wish everybody uh, happy Thanksgiving. Well, of course. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a wonderful day with friends and family alike. We had a, a nice, quiet family Thanksgiving here in Southern California and got some FaceTime action with some family back home in Chicago. You did. And now it's Black Friday and everyone is shopping for deals, I'm sure, especially with inflation. So in other words, everything's crashing down to their regular prices. Exactly. Okay. Yes. My advice is to be patient out there, everyone, and the deal that you are seeking may come to fruition. All right. Well, happy hunting. Happy Everybody. hunting. Well, Don't many stop. teams are hunting for free agents right now for their teams, and it's nothing's happening right now. It's it's kind of like limbo period. I mean, there's some small signings here and there, but everyone knows that who the major chip on the block is right now, and that is uh, Shohei Otani. And we will have a little update at the end of this podcast about the latest musings from the talking heads, I guess, uh, about where he might end up. Well, everybody likes to speculate on MLB because it's a biggest piece on the board and it has to be moved before the smaller pieces get moved. Absolutely. But really, uh, we wanted to start this episode off by saying thank you to all of our listeners out there for sticking with our podcast throughout the year. It's been a journey for us, but we do have a little bit of a following, I guess, a little bit of a listenership. So we owe it to you guys right now to say thank you for tuning in and listening to our brand of baseball talk. We've had a lot of fun making it and creating it. And I think I've said this a lot lately, but I think it bears worth repeating again today. We've hit this point with our podcast where we've kind of gotten into the groove and we've sort of come up with our own style and brand. And it took some experimenting and some bumps along the way for sure. But I really like and enjoy everything that we are putting out right now. I agree. It took us a minute to get there and we're still working on it. It's not by no means a finished product considering how we're going to figure it out next season. So we got yeah. to do. Yeah, I think it'll continue to evolve in the off season and we'll see where it ends up when the spring training starts in March. When you think about it, March is going to be here in no time. Oh, yeah. It's less than 100 days away. Counting. Well, I know this because I know that it's there's an extra day in February this year. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, the, the 29th is is on the calendar, so there will be, and I know something that comes out that day, and I just saw a couple days ago, 
that it's less than 100 days away. So, but it's a good indicator. I mean, pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting before the end of February. So it's, it's, it's like probably 85 days away if we're being honest. Yeah. Then you have the holidays. That's going to fly by. New Year starts. And it's well, all... I mean, like, and there's a lot of things that need to be settled. It's a kind of a good time to bring up. We just got our last manager signed this week. So yep. all 30 teams have managers now. No more vacancies. Uh, congratulations to Mike Schilt of the Padres. He is taking over as the head manager for the San Diego Padres after what seemed like, I guess, a long audition process that was, it was interrupted, obviously, with the passing of Peter Seidler. And when they had the press conference this week, you could tell A.J. Preller was very emotional, genuinely, about the passing of Peter Seidler. They were obviously close. A lot of people wonder why he got so much leash. I think that's why they were close and they were in this kind of together. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens in San Diego over time. Does that friendship extend to inheritors? Will they feel the same way? We'll wait and see. I mean, there is a lot of backloaded money on that team. We continue to hear from the establishment that they have to trade Juan Soto. I'm also hearing more whispers of Tatis looking like they want to trade. The problem with Tatis is that his contract is so backloaded that I think they're scared. I think they're scared about what that looks like right now. In his later years. Yeah. Okay, but this is that's it, all speculative. I think. It's too early to tell. You know, Tatis is set, I think, to make around $11 million this year. Okay. Why would you trade him? That's a great value for your team. As a gold glove right fielder that's going to do 25, 25, maybe more. That's definitely worth more than $11 million. And I think we've also all predict that his ceiling is about to go up again because he was out of baseball for a year. He was. And also, he's not going to miss any early baseball this coming season. Correct. So the Padres were so lethargic last year, and Mike Schilt is a energetic guy from what I've seen on some of the clips of him on Twitter in the locker room. He swears a lot, so take that for what you will. Some some people enjoy that, some people don't. I, I'm kind of excited about it, though. It's like Bob Melvin's opposite in, in a way. you know. Well, that might be good for a younger team. And and the Padres are going to have to go younger and and they do have some interesting talent. Does it does it mesh up with this team perfectly? I don't know yet, you know. But I do know that Schilt knows the players. You know, he knows the farm system too. And yeah. I think that's what made him a, a sort of an attractive choice because baseball is going younger. Teams are are going younger. We saw the Diamondbacks do it last year with like what four guys that are 23 and younger in their starting lineup. Mario's another good example. Yeah, I mean, they didn't get as far in the playoffs, but they, they are getting the experience. Right. And they have a very solid foundation in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. It'll be very interesting to watch him next year. It will be interesting because you know that the Red Sox and the Yankees are not going to stand pat in the offseason. Oh. So will they be able to do enough to challenge Baltimore and the young talent that they've amassed? And oh, by the way, I think Jackson Holiday is due to be on the Orioles next year. I don't know if he's going to start the season with them, but I mean, the way things have been going, I wouldn't be surprised. However, I do know that he will be up on that team next year at some point. He's the number one overall rated prospect. And and granted, none of these things work out, or not all of these names and players are going to work out the way that everyone hopes or thinks, but he's been nothing but amazing in the minor leagues. And there's no signs of him not being everything as advertised. Of course, he is the son, I think, of, oh, what's his name? Was it Matt Holiday? Yeah, Matt Holiday. 
is. He's obviously the son of a former major leaguer, which is another trend in baseball these days. It seems like almost everybody it is. It does. It really does. However, none of these teams are standing pat. And, and well, we're going to talk more about the Padres when we're back next week with a full show. But for now, just kind of going to leave it at that. And l- let's see what other pieces they add to the roster now. Right, like, because they do need coaching. And it will be interesting to see who they're going to bring since they well, promoted They need within. coaching and players, babe. They do. They, they do. have no pitchers. They don't have Waka, Lugo, or Schnell. They're gone. They're free agents and most likely not re-signing here. That's fair. So they need pitching. They need pitching badly. Team. But again, are they going to rely on young pitching? Now, I would also argue that they're going to get you Darvish and Joe Musgrove that are much healthier, hopefully, heading into the season. So you could have one-two punch with those two and get a younger pitcher that will get some experience and work with the experienced pitcher. Yeah, we'll see what the tone is when it's set in spring training. But possibly, yeah. I like Musgrove and Darvish, I guess, both a lot more than Schnell when they're healthy. Yeah. Everyone knows my feelings on Schnell if you've ever listened to an episode of this podcast. So he can take his four walks a game elsewhere. That's my opinion about it. If you don't want to tighten that part of your game up, go take it elsewhere, man. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more. What you say? They can give you all the Cy Young Awards in the world. I don't think you're going to win a World Series ring and help your team out. I, I saw someone made a great point on Twitter this week about Blake Schnell, which is that like he killed the Padres' bullpen in the first half of the season. Those innings add up, man. Again, plays into what we've said a little bit about him not being the best teammate. Right. So good luck to wherever you sign, Blake Schnell. If you're a Red Sox or whatever, good luck. Good luck. All right. Well, we're going to move on from the Padres and keep this episode short today because we're we're on holiday too a little bit. Sure. After all, it is Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> it is. And we want to shop too. No, just kidding. But I did want to point out the latest on the Otani watch. because I feel like he is the centerpiece of this MLB offseason, and I think there's going to be a lot of slow action until he signs. They always say, like, you have to have this person dictate the market or whatever. I don't think he dictates the market. I just think he's a very important player, so the other teams can say, okay, now he's over there, now we have to figure out how to play against him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think, it's fair to say that there's like 20 teams that are probably not in it at all. Right. I mean, five teams at least. But like the Royals, the Royals aren't going to be no. in the Otani sweepstakes that we know of, at least. It'd be funny if they did out of nowhere. I don't think so. But hey. there have been some whispers and some favorites have sort of emerged. And then there's like a tier two kind of list. Okay. So I, I guess I just wanted to kind of recap this tier one and tier two list right now to also see how accurate it turns out to be. Okay. So. Without further ado, according to New York Post and MLB boob John Heyman, now I, I got to give him a little bit of credit because I think he's been fairly accurate with a lot of his whispers throughout the 2023 season. So I, I'm kind of leaning on him now going into the offseason. And that's nothing against the bow tie, of course, but they all have their own sources. 
Sure. So he says, according to his sources, that the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Giants are going big for Otani. That's his words. So if I'm to interpret that, that means that they are going to be putting forth the possibly most lucrative slash attractive financial offers for Otani. Spot on. Now, according to John Heyman, Otani prefers Southern California. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't, man? We live here, so we can relate. We prefer Southern California, too, especially when you compare it to Chicago, because we've been in both. And I got to tell you, in, in this November 24th date on the calendar, I don't know what it's like in Chicago right now. I haven't touched base with family back home about the weather, but I will say that yesterday in the 70-degree unfiltered sunshine, I was sitting out there shirtless, baby, and I was loving every minute of it, so... I, I get the Southern California appeal. However, I will... pretty established here. So it's a lot easier to stay versus to go somewhere to Midwest and try to get an apartment, everything moved, because it's going to be a long contract. It's not going to be just a year. Well, of course not. But I would also argue that baseball is like you spend all of March in Arizona, and then you have April through September, maybe October if you're lucky. You have some cold Chicago days, but I mean, there's going to be a lot of places you're playing in in October that are going to be cold. That's true. So it's not going to be the Dodgers versus the Padres every year in no. the NLCS or anything like that. So it's not like you're going to have that Southern California weather to carry you through. Chicago has a good benefit. It's humid. But won't Otani go back to Japan in the offseason anyway? It seems like that's his M.O. Yeah. So I feel like Chicago is a dark horse. And, and I wonder what creative lengths they're going to go to try and convince him to come there. Well, they already got the manager that works with young talent. And they paid him. So mm -hmm. I don't think they would skip on Otani pay. I, I think whether the Cubs get Otani or not, they're going to like... They're going to pony up some money. Ponying up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're about to spend and be competitive. Here's the thing, you know, like the, the Cubs want to... The, the Ricketts family, especially, they don't want the Cubs to ever be like the lovable losers ever again. In fact, they want the opposite. They want the Cubs to be looked at as a beacon of winning and like a marquee franchise, no pun intended with their uh, broadcast network, but a marquee franchise in the Major League Baseball club. Collective. So you think they want to create a dynasty? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Look, Chicago knows a thing or two about dynasties. Sure. They had, had the, the, Bulls. the Bulls. They had the Hawks. The Hawks won three titles in five years. But not the Bears. Oh, God. Yeah. And not the White Sox and certainly not the Cubs, and at least in uh, yet. No, um, they had they were the opposite, the lovable losers. But they want Otani to be a centerpiece, I think, of this dynasty. And if not Otani, then they probably have their eyes on Juan Soto next. They need a star. They need a star. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they want Cody Bellinger to be that guy. I don't think they're opposed to it, but I think they got their sights set higher than that, at least for a piece to build around. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you're spending 450 to 500 million on Juan Soto or Shohei Otani and also ponying up the 260 that Cody Bellinger apparently wants for 12 years. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to happen. Way to go for the moon on that one, Cody. You just have a bounce back season and all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's go to the moon. It happens. Okay. It's noticeable. Every player that has last year on its contract lays well for the new contract. I wonder why that is. It's amazing, isn't it? I guess money talks. Oh, yeah. Money talks and... That's what we noticed. At least I noticed that last season. Money talks and it, it definitely has a way of motivating people. Definitely does. So keep that in mind out there all you employers 
of people. Money motivates. Go figure. Okay, well, there is now a second tier of teams besides the the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Giants that are apparently all in, or, or that are not all in, like the top three, but are still considered attractive to Otani. And, and it's the Rangers, the Red Sox, and Yankees, and also the Padres, apparently. This is all according to John Heyman's reporting. And again, the Padres are located where? Southern California. Otani is wanting to play where? Southern California. So I guess they would have to be in the running. And and if they're not going to meet with him, then shame on them. It's a weird time because the Padres have just lost their owner or, or their majority shareholder owner has passed away. So team ownership group is a little bit in flux, right? It reminds me of when Jordan was signing with Adidas or, or when Adidas was pitching Jordan and in the movie Air, mm-hmm. if you've seen it, they, they kind of had a power struggle at the top because the old man had just died I believe, right. from the Adidas dynasty mm-hmm. in Germany. And Michael Jordan really, really wanted to sign with Adidas because they were a popular shoe in the early 80s in terms of pop culture and a lot of breakdancing people wore them. So they, they had that underground appeal, you know, like teenagers like what they like. And, and Michael Jordan was no different as right. a 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid. He liked Adidas. He wanted to sign with Adidas. However, they had this like power vacuum at the top because they the did. old man had died and the, the kids were kind of fighting over and, and, and Jordan agent kind of swayed him against that because you just don't know who you're going to be talking you don't to. know who you're doing business with yeah, at that exactly. point and that's dangerous it's exactly. fucked up but that's how adidas lost michael jordan and then nike swooped in and also designed one of the best looking shoes and and agreed to pay the fines that sealed money the deal talk. money yeah. talks there you go okay i i really don't see otati landing on any of these four teams the I yankees might be the one dark horse the Rangers might be. Okay, why do you think that? He's not going to be pitching next year, so that's off the table. Correct. So he's just going to go as a DH, and you still got to pay him for both positions. They did spend on a lot of pitching before the World Series. I don't know. It's just a feeling. Yeah. They might just spend it. But they will have to offload some other contracts, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, I will say, as someone that has spent a little bit of time around cowboy culture through filming different events, uh, Asian people love it. That's interesting. I think Otani being in, like, a cowboy environment would sell big time in Japan, actually. Oh, my God. I will watch it all the time. It will be fun to see. I think the Yankees will probably try to get him. I don't think he's going to go there because I think there's already too many, like, Hideki Matsui, they, they had their fun with Asian players already. And I think Otani wants his legacy to be kind of like somewhere unique and original. Like, I know the Cubs got Suzuki, but he's not really a superstar. No, but somebody mentioned something about having too many Japanese players on one team. It sometimes is not the best thing or teams don't want that. So I, I, I don't would, think it should matter, honestly. I, I, I think we're moving to a place where it doesn't matter anymore. What, are you not supposed to have too many Dominicans on the team, no, too? No. Like, I too many Americans? Like, where does it end? Too many Canadians, Freddie Freeman? I think this is just <laughs> boobs talking on TV out of their asses. All right. Well, we both, I believe, remain confident that something is going to happen with Otani sooner than later because, as you said, teams need to know where the biggest piece is going to fall to kind of start designing their teams around it. And if Otani lands on the Giants, for example, it changes the whole dynamic of that division. Yes, the Padres and the Dodgers have to figure out how to play against them. Exactly. So it's it's going to be interesting. No doubt. Well, all right. So let's see. 
I think we're about 10 days now away from the winter meetings. We have all next week kind of off, but we will be back here uh, next Friday with more of a full episode again. But like I said, it's Black Friday and everyone's running around and we are not an exception. <laughs> we have stuff to do. So I just wanted to mention one last thing really quick. The Kanika Baseball YouTube channel saw some activity this week. So if you are looking for something cool to find on the internet, I believe I might have something for you baseball fans out there. I published a less than five minute video of some pictures from the public domain that I was able to colorize using Adobe Photoshop beta software and this kind of cool new feature they added where you can colorize old black and white photos generally a lot faster than you used to be able to. There is definitely some skills still involved and some patience needed to do really solid work, I would say. But the results in some cases are absolutely stunning and amazing. So I, I published probably 20 some pictures of Babe Ruth all the way from his Boston days uh, to throughout his New York days, different era, different, well, different years, different times. I, one of them in military uniform. Mm -hmm. So fascinating stuff that I found on the public domain. And there might be more of these videos uploading soon. So make sure you're following us on YouTube and we would love for you to check those out be a huge help we to put us. a link to it yeah we can put a link yeah. to that in the description of our podcast so it'll make it easier for people to follow and hopefully you can follow us on youtube and we'll be sharing more videos yeah and check it out and let us know what you think about those pictures in color awesome all right nika you got any other black friday nuggets for anybody out there well no thank you for plugging our youtube and we're working on the lifestyle, so that's going to be another plug-in, but for later time. Yeah, Nika and I are taking the extra time in the off-season to develop a lifestyle podcast, which is something that has been on our radar for a long, long time. Um, but we finally have some time to work on it, and we will be sharing that hopefully as early in the coming week. And hopefully by the next time you hear our baseball podcast next Friday, we will be able to share more details about that with you. Sweet. We're going to tease it out. Absolutely. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for me. Uh, hope everyone stays safe out there on their Black Friday weekend all the way through Cyber Monday, of course. Oh, wow. I forgot about Cyber Monday. Don't forget about Cyber Monday. All right. That's going to do it for me. Happy hunting, y'all. Y'all. Bye. Adios. Adios.